My name is Ryan Miner. I'm the host of a Minor Detail podcast. I report on Maryland political news at a minordetail.com. A Minor Detail is a startup media outlet dedicated to bringing Marylanders a multimedia experience. Our platform is painstakingly fair. We're nonpartisan and independent. We're not beholden to donors or big advertisers. We're interested in the facts in every story. We're interested in finding the truth. This year, A Minor Detail and its podcast turns five years old. A Minor Detail covers trending Maryland political news. We keep politicians honest, we don't play favorites, and we certainly don't bullshit you. We encourage you to support local news, and it's up to you to decide how to use it and how to make sense of it. Now, let's talk about the news. If you're just tuning in now, I'm Ryan Miner. This is a Minor Detail podcast. We're live on Facebook. We're multi-streaming. We're doing all kinds of cool stuff. <laughs> so check me out on iTunes. You can check me out on Google Podcast. You can check me out on Spotify. Wherever you get your podcast. I'm on iHeartRadio. I am virtually everywhere, and sometimes that's not a good thing because then people, they want to... They want to wear you down a little bit, but hey, being in the media, sometimes you uh, you got to take a few on the chin. So make sure you check out a minordetail.com. And again, this is a minor detail podcast. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Sign up for a minor details newsletter, and we feature content. I'll feature this interview with Jeff Case, who's running for Cecil County Executive. First time on the podcast, and this might be, aside from my friend Eric Beasley, Jeff may have one of the best beards in the state of Maryland. Thank you, Ryan. It's, <laughs> it's a pleasure, and um, I feel honored to be on your, your broad, uh, podcast. Thank you for inviting me. You bet. I'm glad that you decided to to come on and talk about Cecil County. Cecil County is one of those places that is way is it you consider it north or do you consider it east? I never know which kind of direction it is. We actually have a town, a beautiful town called Northeast Maryland, and uh, that pretty much describes where Cecil County sits in the northeast corner of Maryland. It's an interesting place up there. Like I said, offline, I grew up in Washington County, so I know the dynamics of the politics, right? So you got to, you being a Democrat running for county executive, you're, uh, it's it can be tough terrain up there for Democrats like yourself, but you you came on tonight, and we want to talk about policy. We want to talk about what you're going to do to make Cecil County a better place. But first, Jeff, I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself, about your life story, your narrative, and what caused you to decide to jump on the ballot and run for public office. Okay. Well, I've lived in uh, Fairhill, Maryland for 14 years now. Um, I grew up in Michigan and moved down to uh, Newark, Delaware to go to the University of Delaware in 1982 and fell in love with the area and I've stayed in the area. I've actually lived in Maryland a couple of times because uh, where we're at, uh, Maryland, Pennsylvania, and Delaware are all pretty much squished together. So you can't really... uh, move around too much without uh, entering into some of the other states. Um, so I got a, got a degree in electrical engineering, and um, I've been uh, gainfully employed for 33 years in the area as an electrical engineer. Well, 
I see that you graduated from Dell Tech Community College. You have an associate's degree in electrical engineering, and you're as a programmer in the HVAC field since 1988. I know a little bit about HVAC, and funny that 1988 is the year that uh, you began that career. That was the same year that my parents in Hagerstown started a HVAC company. So I grew up with HVAC all my life. I've been around the business. I worked for the company at one point, and uh, I learned. I learned a lot. You know, I tell you, I don't. I don't think I know too much, or <laughs> I don't know the technical side. But uh, I think I could sell you a train heat pump if I really wanted to. Um, I could get you a discount on a train heat pump as I currently work for a, a train franchise. Nice. Well, listen, I've been to. I, I guess I was. A couple years ago, I went to a, a train seminar over in Baltimore County, and we did a, uh, a training session all on the sales process, and those things last forever. And when I was a little boy, I was on some commercials, local commercials. It was so embarrassing. My parents put me on these commercials, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, I'll have to send it to you sometimes for a good laugh. Jeff, tell me what's going on up in Cecil County. I bet you – let me ask you something. If had had Alan McCarthy won the Cecil County Republican County Executive primary, obviously that would have made your you um, and your decision to run and how you ran a campaign, I think, markedly different. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that is fair to say. Um, I haven't been bashful about the fact that um, I originally got on the ticket. Um, Cecil County is a, a very predominantly red county. Um, it's gone, gone Republican for as long as I can remember. And uh, I did, uh, did get elected to the Cecil County uh, Democratic Central Committee in uh, 2018. And as we came up on the, uh, the presidential election, uh, there was discussion at one of our meetings that, you know, we don't have any candidate for to fill the spot on the ballot for a county executive. And I said, well, you know, um, if you're just looking for a name on the ballot, you know, I'd be, I'll, I'll go ahead and file. Uh, but, you know, I really like what the current administration is doing. And um, I don't intend on uh, waging any kind of campaign because I like, I like what County Executive uh, McCarthy was doing and has done for the county. So, I really just filed to be a, a, a placeholder on the ballot. And after he lost the primary, I did some uh, real soul searching and, and I decided I researched uh, his opponent and saw she was heavily funded by uh, Andy Harris and, and, and Trump and had never really held any real, real job of any, any substance and, and just had all the appearances of being wholly unqualified for, for the, hmm. for the position. And so after a, a, a lot of soul searching, I, I decided I couldn't live with myself if we just handed the job to her and, and it just wouldn't be fair to the citizens of Cecil County. I think that that's a, a fair proposition. Alan McCarthy was is still the county executive and when he lost the race it was largely a referendum uh 
one that was almost unfairly brought about on his administration. They painted him to be, he's a Republican, and Allen, by all indications, is a a middle-of-the-road, government, good government kind of Republican. Sure, he believes in limited government. He's a conservative, whatever that means anymore today, but I think based on what I know in my discussions with Alan, he's a conservative in the small c, the traditional sense, believes in good government, customer service, making sure that county government is nonpartisan. County government should be nonpartisan. In fact, if I had my wish, I think I would mandate all Maryland political offices on the municipal level and the county level be nonpartisan. How How is it, Jeff, that your p- opponent, Daniel Hornberger, who won the Republican nomination handedly over Alan McCarthy, ran on the Second Amendment, ran on supporting Donald Trump, which she claims that she, or rather, she was, she claims that she was supported by Donald Trump, that he endorsed her. Nobody has found the endorsement. Nobody's ever seen the endorsement. Nobody has ever seen a paper copy. Nobody has ever seen anything from the campaign. So I'm going to assume that it's just not true. In fact, Daniel Hornberger has made lots of statements that aren't true. We'll get into that in just a moment. But how is it that a candidate like Daniel Hornberger, who poses with an AR-15, raffles it off? How is that any relation? How is that in any relationship with reality to what happens on a local level, at a county level? How does backing Donald Trump qualify her for this gig? I, I don't get it. What am I missing? I don't think you're missing anything. Um, and I think you'll see come November 3rd that the uh, citizens of Cecil County will will agree with both you you and myself. Um, she is not endorsed by Donald Trump. There, as you have stated, there's been plenty of research into it. There's a list of people that Donald Trump has endorsed. And um, quite frankly, he doesn't endorse down to the county level. That's just, that's a ridiculous claim. It's still on her website. It's a, it's a blatant lie. I called her out about it. I asked to see the endorsement. She has not responded. I, I asked to see the endorsement from Andy Harris. Speaking of which, she, she works part-time for Andy Harris. Andy Harris, I don't know what she does, but I think she's something. I also don't know if she lives at the address that she claims. She's married to Delegate Kevin Hornberger. And there's so many inconsistencies with Danielle Hornberger's filing. We're not even talking politics. We're talking about bare-bones ethics. And I'll start with, and, and Danielle Hornberger, in fairness, has not replied to a request to come on this podcast because she knows that if she came on this podcast, I'm going to ask her some tough questions. I would ask her, what did you know and when did you know it when you filed your campaign finance disclosure form? Let me ask you this, Jeff. When you filed for elected office, not even for the central committee, but when you filed for the county executive seat, clearly you understood that you needed to file a campaign finance disclosure form because it is mandated by the county. You have to file in order to get on the ballot. It's an easy thing, right? I had, I had two days between the time I told the central committee that I would file and, and the filing deadline. I had uh, two days to scramble around while I was maintaining a full-time job, 
Um, going into work at seven in the morning, working till four. Um, I scrambled around in those two days and was able to get all the paperwork required filed. They've, I've, I've had um, some local media investigate my, my paperwork mm-hmm. and everything's in order. Um, I don't, I'm not married to a politician. I don't volunteer in a politician's office. She, she is wrapped up in, in the political world and she, she's, she's just going to be the, the status quo, just the same old kind of lousy politicians that Andy, Andy Harris is and, and Donald Trump. Um, she doesn't know what she's doing and she's, she's going to be Andy Harris's puppet. Jeff. When she won the primary, Andy Harris was, was overheard saying, I control Cecil County now. Well, um, and Andy Harris has, is dipping his, his tentacles into all facets of his district. It's true. The money came from Andy Harris. There's no doubt about it. It's, it's coming from the state party. They, they set this up. This has been, I mean, she is welcome to run. But anybody who watched the debate, or rather the forum, with Danielle Hornberger seated adjacent to Alan McCarthy. That is a travesty for Cecil County. What you witnessed on there is a candidate who has no earthly idea what the hell she is doing when it comes with respect to county policy. You don't run on the Second Amendment when you're running for a county office where you control... (laughs) Something that has absolutely nothing. You don't run on a pro-life or a pro-choice platform. That's ridiculous. We're talking about local municipal government. We're talking about good government issues. Making sure that people's water water bills are, are accurate. Making sure that roads are drivable. Making sure that public transportation works. And you are responsible for the goods and services. And it scares the hell out of me. And it, sca- it should scare the hell out of any Cecil County citizen watching someone who has never held a real job in her lifetime aside from a substitute teacher. And there's nothing wrong with that. But where is her job history? Jeff, how does your experience compare to your opponent's Daniel Hornberger? Well, you've touched on uh, some of my platform issues and uh, I'm going to let Daniel Hornberger and um, her experience speak, speak for herself. Um, uh, quite frankly, uh, I came here to talk about myself, my issues, and my platforms. Uh, I say to any audience I, I can, I'm put in front of that um, our nation, our, our country has become so so divided and so divisive at the at the federal federal and national level that uh, it's just it's it's harmful, and I don't see any place for that at the county level. We're all, you know, we all shop at the same stores. We, 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 um, we're little league coaches together. We go to church together. Um, we work together. Uh, there is absolutely no need for, for partisan politics at the county level. Well, you, um, you talk there about, won't be, there won't be when I get elected. I, I I've spoken in front of a room full of Republicans and the, first words out of my mouth where I'm going to kindly ask you to put your thumb over that D behind my name and listen to my message. 
but how do they get how does Cecil County get past the D that is next to your name? They many Republicans who voted for Danielle Hornberger are only voting for her because she has the R next to her name and she's a supporter of Donald Trump. How does a culturally conservative Republican rock rib district be able to walk into the ballot box or into the early voting booth or hopefully they're filling out their ballots at home? How can they get past that, Jeff? If they heard my message, I'm pro I'm um, I'm pro business. I'm pro pro small business. Um, I'm going to continue to push the uh, enterprise zones along the Route 40 corridor that are are bringing in uh, businesses to uh, provide employment and and a tax base to the county. Um, I'm going to be chasing after more high tech and manufacturing jobs along that enterprise corridor. Corridor. I'll be pushing to get the water and sewage um, extended throughout that enterprise corridor. So there's an infrastructure that these companies can, can work with and that will entice the companies to come to Cecil County. Cecil County is perfectly located between Philadelphia and the Baltimore DC metro area. We have I-95 running straight through the county. We have the University of Delaware three miles over the, over the county line. And um, we can bring high tech and manufacturing jobs into this county. and. Uh, when we do that, it's going to increase the quality of life throughout throughout the county. It's no secret Cecil County has an opioid crisis. Yeah. Um, as as many communities across the country do. Um, my long term goals are to be to be providing opportunities and hope um, for people, and that includes after school programs job job placement programs job training you know funding the uh, local technical high school here and if we can provide opportunities and hope to people before they fall into that life of addiction we can get on top of this problem we 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 i'm going to have to work hard with the health department to get treatment for those that have already succumbed to the the horrible horrible disease of addiction um, it's and and they will get the treatment they will get the treatment they need they'll get better treatment however the the long range plan if if we're just treating treating the addicts and that's the only thing that we're focused on which my opponent said she's going to handle the opioid crisis by getting better treatments in the prisons well, that's that's closing the gate after the horses have already mm. left. Yeah, you know, we we need to take a much wider view view of this of this problem. And if if we can bring a a, a, a vital thriving economy into Cecil County, it can only help to improve the opportunities and the hope that we can provide uh, to these people. Jeff, let's talk about some of the top issues facing the county. I want to understand, and I want you to paint a picture for this audience and anybody who will watch later and will listen later in the podcast format, what is Cecil County facing? What are the issues that people consider when they walk in to vote or when they're filling out their ballot after request, requesting an absentee? Um, the big issues are 
really the opioid crisis and uh, uh, taxes, to be honest with you. Um, <clears throat> County Executive McCarthy raised taxes about two and a half years ago. Um, it was a necessary evil to bring the budget in line and, and to secure a, a A-plus bond rating. He hasn't raised taxes since, and I have no intentions. I will not raise taxes. Let me repeat that. I will not raise taxes. Is that what you're being criticized? Are, are, do your opponents and their, her supporters believe that once you enter office that by being a Democrat, just by the sheer nature of being a Democrat, that you intend to raise taxes? Is that what you're being attacked on? That, that's uh, one of the issues. Um, well, what proof do they have? Um, they don't have a lot else. Uh, they don't have much more uh, to, to attack me on. They, if you look at my issues and, 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 and the values in my platform, they really don't have much at all to attack on. They, there's, a, there's, a base, there's a base group of, of her supporters that aren't going to vote for me, and they're going to carry on like they hate me. And they have, they have every right to do that. Quite frankly, I'm probably not going to be able to touch those people anyhow. The, the, the more reasonable folks in the county have looked at my platform, looked at my issues. I stood on the corner of Rising Sun Sunday morning and had half a dozen people come up to me and say, I'm a Republican. I voted Republican all my life, but you're, you're going to be the first Democrat that I vote for. I've had Roomfuls of uh, Cecil business leaders say that they support me and my policies. Why is that? Why do you think that you are garnering support from the business community and lifelong Republicans who never once in their lifetime voted for a Democrat? Because they can see through the smoke and mirrors. They can see that there's a qualified candidate in this race and there's a wholly unqualified candidate in this race. So people actually do care about policy. They care about platform and experience. And if you were to juxtapose your life experience, your platform against Danielle Hornberger, I think that there would be a clear distinction. And I'm looking at your website now, casececilcounty.com, K-A-S-E, cecilcounty.com. You have an issues page, Jeff, and part of your platform is budget and taxes, the economy, education, the opioid epidemic, and then you talk about environment, the Second Amendment, uh, agricultural, and rural broadband. I want to go back. Let me uh, interrupt you there real quick. Yes, um, sir. Uh, and I, I do, in fact, support the Second Amendment. Um, I, I understand that there is no real change I am going to affect at the county level, um, but I want people to know that I'm not anti-gun. I support the Second Amendment. Um, it, it's it's on my website for for that reason. Um, there's not a darn thing I'm going to be able to do one way or the other. That's all handled handled at the at the federal le federal and state levels. Um, uh, but I, I wanted I wanted people to, people to know that who who they're who they're dealing with. Um, if you if you if other people go to my website and they've been around as long as I have, <laughs> they're going to think they're reading a Reagan Republicans website. Well, yeah. 
the way the spectrum has shifted over the years, I am I am a Democrat, but I'm uh, I'm about as moderate as you can get. I'm fiscally conservative, I'm I'm socially liberal, but on on both of those issues, I ride right along the right along the center line. And uh, when when I get elected, I'm gonna ignore the letter behind the names of the people in county council, and and we're gonna work together to make Cecil County a, a better county. We're not going to get caught up in the dumb and the in the and the the petty partisan politics that that you know some people want to try to try to ride ride on there's there's no place for that at the county level let's talk about an issue that you should you be elected as the next county executive you will undoubtedly face from day 1 and i'm talking about covid-19 tell me about your plan how do you intend, as the chief executive of a county, to protect your residents? First off, I'm going to follow science. I'm not an expert. I'm not, I, I don't pretend to be an expert. But the 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 scientists and and they they get criticized for changing their message over the course of time. Well, I'm sorry. That's how science works. As more data comes in, you adjust you adjust your response to, to the situation. So I'll follow with the CDC and National Institute of Health and, and other agencies that have staff on board that are experts in the field of vir- viruses and virology, and I will adhere to their protocols. I'll also be chasing some state grants to help our small businesses whether the economic downturn that this uh, pandemic has caused. Be honest with you, Ryan, I picked about the loudest time <laughs> to run for political office, and especially for, for a county office where I'll be in charge of a, of a budget of approximately $339 million. Yeah. In the middle of a uh, historical economic downturn, in the middle of a, of a pandemic that hopefully is a once in a lifetime event for us, but I'm going to guide the county through that, and and we'll we'll make it through that. We'll you know we'll follow the the protocols that the experts give us, and uh, quite frankly, Cecil County has done quite well. Um, it has, and with the, with the pandemic, so. it has. Alan McCarthy has done a good job. He has taken it seriously. Do you see wearing a mask as a political statement? Absolutely not. Why are we at a point? One of the most ridiculous things that that's happened. It's uh, what's what's going on in our nation, and the divisiveness that we see from coming from the very top on down is absolutely surreal. Um, there's no nobody's losing their liberties. Nobody's losing their freedoms by being asked to wear a mask. It. You know what? We just expanded the dress code. No shirts, no shoes, no mask, no service. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, got to wear wearing the masks to me makes I I can't believe we're at a point in American history where a mask becomes a political statement and it defines who you plan to vote for or who you don't plan to vote for. And it's just mind-numbingly stupid that we have to deal with that, that there are people who do not believe in science who 
have used every excuse not to abide by CDC recommendations. I see Republican events all over the state where there's a gaggle of Republicans showing up in uh, in large crowds, not wearing a mask. And I think that it serves a purpose to say on this podcast tonight that if the president of the United States can catch COVID-19, anyone can get COVID-19. And his whole inner sanctum is now quarantining. We are now a less effective government. And on top of that, we have the president yesterday putting the lives of his United States Secret Servicemen in danger because he wanted to go, to take a ride, a glory ride down in Bethesda near where I live to wave at his supporters. Our leadership at the top is failing us and none of this should ever be normal. And that's why if I see a, a candidate like Danielle Hornberger who espouses her absolute loyalty and allegiance to Donald Trump, what kind of county government then would Cecil County become? That's important to talk about this. Well, she wants, she's, she's going around saying she's going to cut taxes. She's going to cut taxes. How? She, we haven't heard her plan. She, she, she continues to say that through, through this economic downturn and the pandemic. And, you know, that's great. Everybody wants to hear that they're going to get their, their taxes cut. I cannot promise that I'm going to cut your taxes. We have an A-plus bond rating in Cecil County because we maintain a rainy day fund of 10% of our operating budget. With her, with her plan of cutting taxes, not only will she burn through the rainy day fund that I predict the, she'll burn through that in about a year and a half and we'll lose our bond rating, but she's we're going to have um, cuts in services, cuts across the board in, in services to our schools, to our police, forces to our fire departments. Um, it's just highly irresponsible to promise people that you're going to cut taxes when you get into office. I, I would love to tell people that I'm going to cut taxes. You, you know, that, that would be the easy way to get votes, but you know what? County executives, not an easy job. And I'm not, I'm not going into this, taking the easy route. I'm going in this in the most pragmatic manner that I possibly can. I think if we can weather this economic downturn and the pandemic for a year, some of the businesses that um, County Executive McCarthy is, has, has enticed into the county, uh, their five-year deals are, are coming to a close. So they're going to start paying more of their, their tax responsibilities. Um, that's going to help. That'll help us weather the economic downturn. And I, I plan on looking at the budget and working with the finance, the people in, in, the, in the finance departments and the heads of all the departments in the county and making a judgment call if I can cut taxes a, a year after I'm in office. But I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not going to promise that I'm cutting taxes the day I step into the office. That's irresponsible. I'm glad that you mentioned department heads. It's important in any county and any function. And of course, you would have to work with the council as well. Tell me about that. Are your, I'm hearing from Cecil County residents and people who work on the inside of county government. We're not talking about partisans. We're talking about lifelong career public servants. They are very concerned about having to transition from a McCarthy administration to 
a potentially uh, a Hornberger administration. And the reason why is because they, they don't know if their jobs are secure. They don't know what kind of politics that will be played at the county level. And you're talking about someone who hasn't had the life experience to make decisions on a three-hundred-plus-million-dollar budget. I don't think people fundamentally grasp the the, <laughs> the overwhelming, uh, yeah, just the, the gravity of that. That's that's huge. When you're dealing with budgets and taxation, you have to understand the nuance of how fi- finances work, how bonds work, about how ba- capital budgeting works. And you know, God bless my. God bless my parents who told me that I should have gone to school, uh, my undergraduate, and been a business major. Well, I went back and got an MBA, and I understood quickly <laughs> how much, how complicated these issues are. And you're going to be facing, as you said, an economic recovery. You're facing an opioid crisis. You have to make hard budgetary decisions where to allocate resources and where to take resources from. And it's not an easy decision. You are up against as you, incredible feet, especially right now in this period of American history. I, and it's deeply concerning that someone may not be up for the job. Another issue, Jeff, that you talk about on your website is the environment. You'll work to protect the Chesapeake Bay and its watershed in Cecil County, preserving the natural beauty of the county for residents, watermen, and visitors. The Chesapeake Bay is an economic engine for Cecil County. Let's talk about that. How do you protect the Chesapeake Bay? How do you work with local and state leaders to ensure that the portion of the bay where you are is safe and clean and healthy? First off, we 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 keep the, the regulations in place that, that protect the bay. Andy Harris, Andy Harris does not protect the bay. He's got a proven history of being of voting against policies that would be beneficial to the Bay. And quite frankly, my opponent, she's only going to do Harris's bidding. She's just, she, she's not, she's not going to come in and, and, and run Cecil County. She's just going to be a, a hate to use the word, but, but a, a, a puppet of Andy Harris's. He does not have a proven track record of protecting the bay. Um, I'll work with the farmers. I'll work with the watermen, and they're they're all very very smart individuals, and they've been doing what they've been doing for for a long time. And they they understand that the we need to protect the bay to keep their livelihood going. Um, and go back to one of your. Um, earlier points just before this, my opponent says she's going to clear house. She's going to, she's all the, all the, all the jobs in the county administration building. She's running around saying that she's just going to clear house and she's going to put her own people in there. Well, the people she's going to put in there are the people she's beholden to because, you know, her, her, her campaign for the primary Spent over two hundred and fifty million dollars for for a primary at a, in a county election. Two two hundred fifty million. Yep. No, two hundred two hundred fifty thousand. I'm sorry, two hundred fifty thousand. I miss I misspoke. Yeah. I was I gonna miss, say that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I'm, and my apologies. No. For, 
Um, thank you for catching that. <laughs> but uh, she, you know, she's spent over two hundred fifty thousand dollars on the primary election, and and she's she's going to be beholden to those people, and she she's going to put put those people in place, and quite frankly, it's going to be a terrible transition of government. Um, I I intend on. I'm a firm believer on uh, you don't fix what's not broken. Are you concerned, Jeff, that she's going to put someone like Vince Salmon inside of county government? That's the word on the street. No. He's going to be your number one man. Basically a, like a chief of staff or a, an administrator type? Uh, that's, that's my understanding. So let's talk about that because that's important because personnel defines the leadership style and... Vince Salmon is someone who has created multiple fake Facebook accounts. He has harassed multiple citizens. He's a bully. He's a liar. And someone that has proven himself again and again and again to be disreputable. And Daniel Hornberger has Vince Salmon inside of her kitchen cabinet. What's with this guy? Well, he's, uh, by all appearances to me... He's modeling his behavior after after the president of our of our country. You know, he's a bully. Um, he takes great joy in in bringing uh, pain and displeasure to people, and there's no place for that. Um, he's and I believe he's a, a he's one of my strongest supporters <laughs> in the sense. That he's driving a lot of a lot of the Republicans to look at me. Yeah, well, that makes it makes uh, your job a little less tedious when you have people on the opposite side doing your your own bidding. Uh, so, um, I'm interested in agriculture. It's a big part of Cecil County. It's a rural area. There's farmers that still are very much so operational. Huge. It has to be a key part of any local candidate's platform. Tell me about that. Talk me. Let's walk the viewers through uh, the agricultural landscape of Cecil. Well, uh, where I live in, in Fairhill, there's a lot of uh, the a lot of the horse horse industry, um, and then there's a, a lot of a lot of uh, working farms throughout throughout the county. And um, I'm going to work with those farmers to keep their lands operational, keep them profitable and, and sustainable. Um, we've had a, a, a long history of, of an agricultural lifestyle here in Cecil County. And I'm going to work with the farmers to ensure that that legacy continues. I'm going to, uh, you know, I'll be seeking uh, grants from the state and federal level to help them out as uh, they get get uh, harmed by this economic downturn. Um, I'm going to um, make sure that their uh, that their land is, is 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 profitable and stays profitable for them. Um, the 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 farmers are. Uh, are a, a key component to what makes Cecil County what Cecil County is. Well, I see on the front of your website, you're holding a sign, and it says strengthening agriculture and preserving our rural way of life. Very important for any county with a rural population. 
you have a major interstate going through Cecil County. 95 drives right up through Delaware. And, you know, you guys are fairly close to uh, to Delaware. How long, how how far outside of Philly are you? About an hour? About, about um, yeah, the closest points of Cecil County are um, 45 minutes to, to an hour. Okay. Philadelphia. And you also have Amtrak that drives through. Because I've been on the Amtrak to to New York City, the Acela that drives right up through Cecil County. Uh, highway user revenue funds, highway the, these these highway user funds are the bane of every county official's existence in the state of Maryland. Why is that? Because they keep reducing this these these funds that you need to take care of your local roads to to ensure that people can get from point A to point B without driving into a pothole or, uh, in, you know, wrecking their car with uh, these uh, decrepit roads. What, what can you do, Jeff, to work with state officials, local officials, to bring back these funds to Cecil County? I'll be honest with you. Um, I have not really looked into that, that issue. Um, so I think it would be irresponsible for me to, to speak on that now as um, I hear your dog. When I do take office is um, I would I would defer to people that are experts in that field and that know how that process works. And, you know, I would lean on them to make better deals for Cecil County. Let me ask you about the type of government that you would establish in your as far as personnel when you are elected what kind of people would you hire how would you make these decisions how would you work with your department heads and how would you set up an ideal organization i'm not going to fix what's not broken so um i've talked to quite a few of the department heads in the county already um they they're very much aligned with my visions and 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 my my issues. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep what's working in place. So there won't you won't see a a, a huge change in the in the makeup of the uh, the county administration when when I take office because I don't feel there there's a need need for that. I'm not beholden to anybody, so I don't owe anybody a job. Um, and it would seem, it seems foolish to me to try to replace somebody who's doing, doing their job well, and, and they know how to do it. Um, I think that the county would take a step backwards and, uh, operate less efficiently for who knows how long, you know, the first six months or maybe, you know, up to a couple of years to get new people up to speed and, and how, the county operates, and I'm 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 not bashful to say that I I uh, I like what the current administration has done with the county, and I like the direction that the administration is is going, and I don't see a whole lot of need. There's there's no one individual, there's no one department head or one one employee that that sticks out that to me that that's just a big red flag that 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 I 
I feel I, I would need to to replace when I when I took office. So Jeff has County Executive McCarthy backed your campaign or expressed support for your candidacy. I believe he supports my candidacy. Um, I do not believe that he's publicly come out and endorsed it. Um, but I've I've spoken spoken to him on on occasion, um, and it seems like yes, I do I I do have his support. Okay. When you, uh, I, I'm thinking that we have what twenty? How many more days till the election? Twenty eight. I think that's right. <laughs> I'm losing track. It's it's like the the days are all binding together. Have you debated Daniel Hornberger yet? Is that set up? How is that even in the works? I have not debated her. Um, there was a there was a uh, offer put out on the table uh, for us to debate, but uh, she has not responded to that offer yet. Hmm. Much like she has not responded to the offer to hand over the endorsement that she allegedly received from the President of the United States. Again, Danielle Hornberger claims she was endorsed by Donald Trump. Nobody has seen this. It is listed on her campaign literature. It is listed on her social media. We haven't seen the endorsement. I think it's fair if you're running for county executive and you make a kind of and you make a statement like that that you show the proof. That's ridiculous. <laughs> and I invited her on, by the way, too. But uh, she has not accepted an interview request. So maybe one of these. Maybe, maybe she's lost the paperwork for that endorsement. <laughs> well, it wouldn't surprise me, uh, given that her paperwork, when she filed for elected office, uh, magically appeared some months later. Uh, and then it results in a longtime Cecil County official at the, the Board of Elections being fired from their job over they this. Escorted out of the building. Escorted out of the building because it th- these forms magically appeared. So I, <laughs> it, it seems like either it's gross incompetence at the candidate level, someone who claims that, well, she wasn't familiar with the process, when her husband's name is on a ballot, how many times? Two? Three? Come on. Come on. We aren't buying that. That's insulting to voters. And I'm sure that the more that she campaigns, the more that you are hearing from people that they're deeply concerned about the direction of Cecil County. I think anybody should on a very humanistic level. We have 23 counties in the state of Maryland. And we don't need a black sheep. We just don't. So, you know, Jeff, I am I'm I'm keeping a close eye on this race because every election in the state matters. It it matters how county citizens react to certain policies. It matters what you will do to provide good governance for your local constituents. It's all about customer service, man. I mean, I worked in I worked in government before. I worked at con- on the congressional level on the state level, and I, I I know how these things go. And it's not about partisan politics, as you said, very succinctly. This is not about who can race to be the most conservative person in the race just for the sake of being so. 
You have to actually come up with policies. You have to talk about how you're going to help people. Otherwise, why are you running for office? Why would you run for office if you don't have an actual platform? Other than maybe power. I've heard rumors so far that they would, she gets elected, they would consider running her for, for governor. I mean, that's just, it's just nuts. So, Jeff, final thoughts. How, how are you going to win this thing? How are you going to take it home? I'm going to continue to get my message out there. I think when when people hear my message and hear that I have uh, firm plans, I, I have issues, I actually have a platform, I have a plan, uh, they're going to understand that I am the, the more qualified candidate. Um, and I've, I've seen that seen that happen over and over again. Um, I spoke to a a room full of Republicans just a couple weeks ago, and a friend of mine's mother was the secretary for that organization. And I'd never met her mother, but after, after I I spoke to the group and I, and I left, my friend contacted me and, and she said, she just said, "Your my mom said you did great. She she was worried that you were going into a room full of angry Republicans. You're going to get chewed up and spit out, and you were going to be beaten and battered. And she thought there's a chance you'd just drop out of the race after after speaking to to a, a room full of angry Republicans." Um, she said her mom looked around the room, and every last person in that room was nodding their head in agreement with with my message and 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 my plans and i actually spoke to her mom directly um the next day and she said she had her eye on the angriest man in that room and it wasn't but 10 minutes before he was nodding his head and smiling <laughs> and agreeing with my message I, and think- so I, I just need to get my message out there i need people to hear hear my message i think they are i think a lot of people are like i said i've heard a lot of feedback of when I was on the street corner of Rising Sun, uh, greeting greeting the constituents, um, I you know had a lot of people approach me. I've gotten several emails today of people that said, "Hey, I'm a Republican, but what can I do to support your race?" So my message is getting out there. I appreciate this opportunity to help me get my message even further out there. It's been an honor and a privilege to be on your podcast. I've you know, it's a, it's a well-respected podcast in, in the state of Maryland. And um, I appreciate that. And I'm very, gl- very grateful and thankful. Jeff, I, had me on here. I, I am grateful that we could talk, have a nice conversation about issues, about issues that will really sincerely directly affect people's lives. Government closest to the people is often most important. We get wrapped up in following the national saga, the 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 day by day uh, program that is a soap opera, and it's maddening because we're tired of it. We're tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of waking up every day wondering what the heck's going to happen next. It really feels like we're living in some sort of mystery science theater. Just it's it's just. I think we're also just tired of it. We want some normalcy return to us. We want people to not reject science. We want people, we want the American people to look at a fact and see that it's a fact. And when someone says that Jeff's sign is blue, we don't argue that it's green. 
but it's really blue. <laughs> so that's a challenge. How it's we have to ask ourselves how we got here, and it starts at the local level. And, and I, you're absolutely you're absolutely correct. Um, I've been a I've been a registered Democrat uh, since the first day I was eligible eligible to vote. But if you look at my voting record over the years, um, when I first started voting at age 18, I'm age 56 now, and you tallied it up, all the local races straight on through to the national level, I would bet that I probably have voted for more Republicans in my life than I have Democrats, because at the local level, quite often, they were the better candidate. They were better suited to serve the community that they would they would uh, get elected to serve, and that's been my attitude my entire life. Vote for the person. Vote for the most qualified person. It doesn't matter if you're a registered Republican or a registered Democrat. If somebody from the other party, or from the Green Party, or the Bread and Roses Party, or <laughs> any other party, or an independent is the better candidate, vote for them because they're going to better serve you and your community. And I'm saying that as a lifelong Democrat that I've probably voted for more Republicans because that is the attitude that I take and it is the attitude that I'm going to bring into the county executive's office when I get elected. Well, according to your countdown clock on your website, which is kcecilcounty.com, there is 28 days Five hours, 59 minutes, and 49, 48, 47 seconds to the election. Jeff Gase running for Cecil County Executive. Thank you for joining a Minor Detail podcast. I wish you the best. You have an open invitation to come back on at any time to talk about what's happening up in your neck of the woods. So thanks again for coming on. Uh, you're welcome. And uh, the next time I, I'm on your podcast, uh, you'll be referring to me as the Cecil County Executive, Jeff Case. Mr. County Executive, it has a nice ring to it. Thank you, Jeff. Stay in Thank touch. You. you bet. Have a good evening. You too. Okay. Jeff Case running for Cecil County Executive. He's a Democrat in a Republican territory. Interesting place, Cecil County, that is. His opponent is fully backed by Andy Harris. His opponent has never held much of a real job. It's not mean. It's fact. She hasn't. His opponent has a problem with telling the truth. His opponent hasn't come up with a plan. His opponent is posing with AR-15s as some sort of endearing, I don't know what, what you would call it. It's just bizarre. It's not about good governance with these people. It's about who can be mean and cruel about following in Donald Trump's footsteps. Would you really want someone to follow in Donald Trump's footsteps? Would you really want to model yourself after a president who does not put people first, whose umpteen business interests conflict with his duties and responsibilities as the president, who lies repeatedly, who is habitually cruel? Think about that when you vote. I'm Ryan Miner. Minerdetail.com is our website. Follow me on iTunes. Follow me on Spotify, that is the podcast. Follow me on iHeartRadio. Sign up for our newsletter. Have a great week.